getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. This from the Yates Morning Center chat line. Uh, Somebody is surprised that I didn't ask if they had to get adjusted to the different horn. Did you know there's a different horn for um, international basketball, the FIBA FIBA rules? Actually, uh, there you go. I heard you guys talk about it a little bit yesterday, but I... I was aware, yeah. Yeah, I've, I did not ask about that to see if they had. I had, I had given uh, Coach Gerlich the heads up on that. You told her, yeah, in advance. Okay. I said, "There's a different horn, so watch out for it." <laughs> Just watch out. There's for not it. a a really weird train coming mm-hmm. through the the gym, right? You're good to go. Uh, somebody asked Chuck, "Did you not get clearance from the Greek government to go with the Lady Raiders?" Mm-hmm. No, I think it was more clearance from the Lady Raiders. <laughs> they didn't need Fink and I for this trip because there was. There's no broadcast available for us. So it would have been interesting to go over there and uh, sample some of the the Greek food. I'm sure we would have found a, I'm sure we would have found a joint to uh, to go to. I'm sure. Do you like Mediterranean food in Not general? Generally no. <laughs> I do. Really? Not a lamb guy? No, thank I, you. I like I like some lamb. Do you? Yeah. You kind of have a champagne uh <laughs> caviar taste, don't no, you? No, not at all. You know? I do actually I do have a fancier taste in general mm-hmm. i blame my dad for that what did he take you to the fancy eating table no we just we ate decently growing up and mm-hmm. like i like i i love uh i've already got a mantra about it. I, mean, I love uh veal no not veal's okay but like um shellfish crab lobster all of these things okay. i like uh fondue mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite Fondue. Foods, yeah. Can you use chopsticks? Do you know how to use chopsticks? <laughs> nah, okay. Okay. If I don't use them unless I'm forced to. Are you typically. doing this to your children now? Are you, are you passing on your dad's? Yeah, they, they, will, for... they have expensive tastes too. Okay. In general, we like yeah. to. Of course. You know, the... Last night I, uh, I fired up the smoker. Mm-hmm. Actually, yesterday afternoon because it was. Sure, yeah. It's a long, yeah, nothing long to, day thing. Nothing, so. nothing to do yesterday. No, no, I, three hour shift. Actually, uh my oldest son has gotten to be quite quite a good cook slash chef. Uh, so what so he smoke? helped quite a bit. Some ribs and oh, uh, nice. mm. did he have a pellet or uh, No, I've got a traditional old fashioned firebox smoker. Okay. I mean this sucker's using using wood and, and everything. Okay, good. Good. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Tyler says, I'm here for a dad joke segment on the morning drive. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there used to be a bad joke of the day, right? Yeah. Back in the day? I got rid of that. <laughs> and by that, you mean you got rid of Sneed? Like, no, that... I just got rid of that. <laughs> okay. I just I just got Shouldn't rid of like that. that. I didn't like where it, I didn't like where it was. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I got this from a friend of mine. Did the Lady Raiders play the Greek under-13 team? No, they did not. <laughs> well, I saw the score. I'm like, whoa. I mean, how? You know. I, it's not a shot at the Lady Raiders, but anytime you beat anybody by 40-plus points, yeah. like, hey, how bad is that team? Yeah, clearly bad, yeah. right? But, yeah. hey, you know what? I mean, go over there and get your work in and then uh, and then have some fun and, and enjoy an international experience. I yeah. think it's pretty cool. Uh, King Craig says this happy 50th birthday to my lucky lady. Okay, well, happy, there you go. Happy birthday to the King Craig lucky lady. 
Uh, Clay on the Yates Flooring Center chat line put up a picture of him with his son at Lambeau Field in 2014. That's cool. That is cool. Is Choice going to the to the gym or did he just get a haircut? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Red Raider Charlie weighs in. He says, uh, added going to the Field of Dreams game to my bucket list. I'm watching the Reds-Cubs game tonight. You guys. Um, I'll, I may watch some of that. I don't know that it'll be the... You know, it's hard to duplicate the big production that they did last year with Kevin Costner. And yeah. I, I, Are I, they going to do that every year? I don't know. No, they're not playing it next year um, okay. because they're doing some construction. But do you know Ooh. Do you know who owns the company that owns that complex there? I do not. He's the man, he is the managing partner. This will surprise you. Frank Thomas, the big hurt. Okay. Yeah. I know he's in on those and, pill commercials. So um, he said yesterday, or I saw an article yesterday, that they will not be there in 2023. Uh, I have a friend who's taking his 14-year-old son uh, there tonight. Yeah. So I think, it, I, I think it'd be one of those things that'd be pretty cool to go see. I would go to. I think I want to go to the Field of Dreams separate. Well, you do. I mean, the Field of Dreams Just field to go is separate. S- well, I, d- I want to do that without the giant crowd that okay. would come with this game gotcha. and go experience that mm-hmm. uh, one time. Mm-hmm. And then I would like to to go to this as well. But o- really, I would only want to go probably if if the Rangers were playing in it. Which I don't know if that'll yeah. ever happen because this feels like a kind of a Midwest game. Oh man, Chuck, you are highly monitored right now. I got a morning drive update here. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang on, wasn't ready for a morning drive update. Sorry, morning drive update. Uh, where did it go? We got a sour, sour. There it is. No, and sour. now for a morning drive update. We got sour sneed. Uh, yeah, Chuck totally fired my segment. Never forgot that dot, dot, dot with the emoji with gritting teeth. Well, yeah, I'm pro I'm in Sneed's camp on this one. Well, it was, it, it was the time of day that he was doing it. So, Which was? So, it was like seven fifty. I was like, the, the time page. of day was during his show. It wasn't. No, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't on the air at that point in time. I just. Oh, you mean you killed it and you weren't even on the air? I was the head daddy rabbit at that point in time. Oh, this was like yeah. way back. Yeah, it's like 12 some. I thought this was when you and Sneed shared the air. No, 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 no. This no, was no, before no. that. Yeah, it's before that. Okay, so this was before my time here. Yeah, yeah. We're talking. Why do I remember? 12, 12 years yeah, ago. I really thought it, I thought it was when y'all were on the air together a little maybe, bit. Because I, I thought I remembered it at the very beginning maybe. of the time I was here, which was... I, I've been here a little over 10 years now. I can't remember if I killed it before I came on with him or or right when I came on it with him. It had to be after, because when I got here, you weren't Head Daddy Rabbit. Brandy I know. was. Yeah, when Who I... was? Brandy was, for yeah. us. Right, right. No, I'm just saying... And that was two months after launch. Yeah. No, no, no. I was still... I was still there. And I was... At, I was... Header. I was above her. At that point in time. So you were between her and Fleming at that point? Yes. Okay. I yes. guess I didn't know that. Well, didn't have to flex my muscle all the time. Anyway, the bottom line is... The bottom line is... You is got it, rid of it. He's still sour about that. I, he's supposed to be on a cruise. I don't know what... Why is he listening? So he can justify... So he can defend himself. Good job, Snead. He's always got to defend. I'm he's, always he's, on Snead's side. He's, we don't ever disagree on anything. Really? Yeah. Okay. He and I are 
Well, I mean, we're, I mean we're brothers. I mean, he and I are brothers. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I sometimes we can, you know, I'm fire just kidding. Fire I was you're joking. Not, you're we, not we always don't always. Yeah. But I always agree. Yeah, that was probably wrong of me. Uh, let's see. I'm more impressed he can listen to us where he's at. Uh, App goes everywhere. <clears throat> Juan says this. Juan says this. Chuck to Sneed. Hey, buddy boy, you're listening to me. <laughs> buddy boy. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Juan. Good job. Uh, Chuck, didn't you say that Choice's brisket was dry? I probably did. He did, and that's one of the most hateful things Chuck's ever said to me, but, but it's okay. But it's he didn't He didn't see it in person, so he couldn't know for sure. Uh, this from Washed Up Guy. And we haven't gotten to the tech schedule yet. We'll get there. Uh, a few years ago, we found a cafe in Athens that advertised a Texas breakfast. The manager turned out to be from Fort Worth. Nice. Washed up guy is our senior advisor to the morning drive. Okay. Okay. Senior advisor. I like that. Senior advisor to the morning drive. I like that quite a bit. Uh, uh, Centic, yes. Check. Yes. And now, from morning drive update. Another one? Oh, Sneed says you killed it when we were together, Chuck. See, that's what I remember. He didn't okay. say we were together. He said we together. <laughs> when we together. Okay. Man, he needs a vacation. We go we together. I, the last words I heard from Sneed yesterday on the bottom line were, I'm getting on a boat. <laughs> Get on your boat. Hmm. Have a cocktail. Put your feet up. Oh, there is no doubt. He's got a cocktail in his hand right, right now? now. No, I would say he's got a cocktail. I don't know what. Right I don't now. know when he's getting on the getting on the boat, but uh, somebody says this choice. How about a cabrito? Are you in for the cabrito? It's early. <laughs> oh, a grito. That's what I think. He that's meant. what they were going for. Okay, and it was just spelled. Must I don't know. They weren't. I think they were going for the grito, but. Unless I don't know what a cabrito is. Uh, one sounds like a good. Oh no, they're they're talking about cabrito. Yeah, like goat. Yeah, uh, she got a grito anyway. <clears throat> one Sneed says touche. So there you go. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the morning drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. But my question for you guys is: outside of the quarterback position, mm-hmm. which single Texas Tech? football players personal success will most correlate with the overall team success oh so essentially it can be who's the most important player on this team wow out of the box answer okay go ahead the the and let me explain it <laughs> oh boy oh no boy. no this is out there uh, you can't steal the kicker answer from Chuck. It's already. not the kicker. Okay, <laughs> I'm going punter. <laughs> oh gosh, even further out there. <laughs> because if he has a terrible year because he doesn't punt often, you have had success on offense, and that was so where it correlates our the other direction. It correlates the other direction. Okay. I feel like that's. Okay, so you're going to say Austin. I'm going to say Austin McNamara because Austin if McNamara. he doesn't get to punt often, he can still have a massive average. He can though. have a massive average, but his his need to total number often. of punts, punts per game, all of those kind of things. If he's got like two punts a game, that would be career lows for him. But would be a great sign that you have had a good season. 
Unless you were just turning the ball over every down either. Mm-hmm. So. Put you on the okay, spot I, 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 I'm going to give you an out-of-the-box answer only because um, I, I saw him for the first time up close and personal yesterday, and he is he is a large human being. I don't think this answer is out of the box if this is where you're going. The large human being that I'm thinking of. Who do you think I'm thinking of? Tyree Wilson. No, okay. I'm not thinking of Tyree Wilson. He's a that, large human being, too. That, 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 and that's not out of the box. That's no. not out of the box. How about tight end Baylor Cup? Okay. 6'6", 250. Now, that, that tight end room, I mean, we've heard this, that it's pretty stout. I mean, Zach McCowan, uh, he's a freshman from Amarillo. I don't know how much playing time he's going to get, but he's big at 6'5", 225. Probably could gain some weight. Uh, and then Mason Tharp, I mean, we... I mean, we've been well documented, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I, I, I love watching him catch the ball. Um, but you know, we'll see, we'll see what, uh, what, what he brings to the table, but man, I think he could be, I think he could be pretty good for you as well. I think that's a, a pretty good answer because if, if Baylor cup, um, is a Jason Morrow type of weapon, Mm-hmm. Just think about how much Jason Morrow opened that offense up. Yep. I mean, it, it opens up opportunities for other receivers. You have to account for tight end in the passing game as well as the the running game, um, and it just gives you more options on offense for a quarterback as well as a play caller in Zach Kitley. So I, I like that. I think if you're going to go with a pass catcher, it, it probably does need to be a, a tight end for that Okay, that one. Um Mine is Tyree Wilson. I think, I think this is a guy that you need to go get double digit sacks for you this year. Okay, <laughs> if if you haven't had a pass rusher that's just been a guy that that makes you say whoa in a while. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a guy that that uh, grabs the attention of other coaches mm-hmm. um, where you're having a game plan around him. Therefore, and kind of how this question is worded. Therefore, he's making everybody else around him better as well. If Tyree Wilson's having to draw double teams, then you should have better opportunities on the other side of the the edge to mm-hmm. to rush the quarterback. Um, I think it also obviously gives you better opportunities to to execute the take three thing. We've heard from Joey McGuire and Tim DeRuiter, mm-hmm. where you're getting pressure on the quarterback. A lot of times that turns into quicker or worse decisions by by a quarterback, mm-hmm. and he's throwing into coverage, and, and that turns into some interceptions. So um, I think all in all, Tyree Wilson has the opportunity to be one of your most important players on this, this team overall. Yeah, I, I think so. I think, uh, I think all good answers there. I think the other I think one other I could uh go with is is pick one of the two running backs. I mean if you're just picking one. If you have a running back that has a monster year, that's another thing that opens up your entire offense. Takes yeah. pressure off the quarterback. We talk about that all the time. Um or he had a, he doesn't have to do as much in the passing game and uh makes you a two-dimensional team where defenses have to plan for it. Well, and they've talked about how they're going to use that swing pass a lot out mm-hmm. of the backfield, and and that's where your tight ends, mm-hmm. you know, picking up the 
picking up the um, the corner or, or linebacker or whomever, uh, where that downfield blocking is going to be important to to spring somebody, whether it's Taj Brooks or sure. Sir Roderick Thompson. Yep. So. so the question becomes, you know, which uh, which one of those guys is going to make the the, the biggest impact uh, for you? Do you put the two tight ends? No. Uh, well, the, of, of the, any of those guys, of any of those guys, and the and the running backs. Would you put Rabbit or Muddy on this list too, for the sole reason that if they're having a big season, you would imagine you're getting takeaways, you're getting stops on defense, and giving your offense a chance. I think you can almost pick any of the four defensive backs of your starters, and really you can go five deep with throwing Adrian Fry in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rabbit, Rashad Williams, Marquise Waters, and, and Reggie Pearson, any of those guys, if they're having a big season, is is a really good thing for you. That's the that's the most. That unit is probably the most confident I've felt about a defensive backfield for Tech in a decades, decade, decade yes. plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had some good ones in the mid to late 2000s, but not like this. But overall, um, experience and talent, you should you should be pretty good there. The question is, can you stay healthy? Yeah, no, that's... for those DBs. Yeah, and you don't want them to get attacked too much. You'd love for your you'd, you'd yeah. love you'd love for your front four or whatever your linebackers to make more impact so that your defensive backs aren't having to make big plays. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if they're if they're intercepting the ball and creating turnovers or creating fumbles, creating interceptions, then that becomes you know better for you. Normally, I'm a defensive line helps your defensive backs more mm-hmm. guy. If you've got a defensive line that is getting to the quarterback faster, the quarterback is making more mistakes. This defense looks to me like the defensive backs are going to be helping out the defensive line more because they're going to be covering those receivers better so the quarterback won't have to, he's having to wait longer giving the defensive line more time to get to the quarterback. So there's something for you to watch out for is choice coverage sacks. It'd be nice because yeah. you don't have those very often no. around here. No, we certainly have no. not certainly have not certainly have not seen that. No, I mean it, when you're talking about just pure hype around individuals on this team, Baylor Cup and Tyree Wilson, and the body type has as much to do with that as anything. Mm-hmm. Those two guys look like NFL players when they walk off a bus. Mm-hmm. Um, but those two guys are ones that I think have a lot of hype around them this year. It's just with Wilson last year, we got to see it towards the end of the game. Had a fantastic bowl game against Mississippi State. Uh, saw it towards the end of the year overall. Um, but you got to see a little bit more consistency out of him. With Cup, it's just a matter of staying healthy and being on the field. He had a nasty injury. Heard him talk about that at media days, where it's he just snapped his leg and in mm. in a spring game or practice with A and M, and just came here for a fresh start. Said he's fully healthy. So Tyree I, Wilson's the guy that you really need to get healthy and stay healthy. Yep. I mean, you that's just critical. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Boom, boom, boom. Choice Woodman goes first. All righty, Chuck. Uh, some bad news out of Cleveland Browns camp yesterday. Yeah, Jakeem Grant. Oh, I hate to see that. Mm-hmm. Is he is out for the season with a torn Achilles. Mm. Uh, he had previously signed a three-year contract, so that's that's good for him, at least some job security there. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, I don't know how much of that's guaranteed. That I was cu- I was curious about that. I, was, I think it was. I want to say. I want to say thirteen million was guaranteed. I mean, I don't know that he's going to miss a meal, but. Uh, let's see. It was only a three year, for ten million. Three years for ten. Three million. million uh, three point three million of that was guaranteed. So okay. a third of it, essentially. Um, so he's going to be okay. He's been in the league long enough. He's got that NFL pension in mm-hmm. case he's unable to return from this injury. Still, uh, there are incentives, by the way. It's up to thir- 14 up to million. Up to 14, okay. Is, is how but much he can years. make. But bad, bad news there. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, for a speed guy. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. Yep. Guy that can, you know, you want him to turn and all those kinds of things. Just, yeah. I mean, it's just, that's a. Yep, it was devastating injury. It was feared yesterday that that was going to be the case, and then they officially uh, make the announcement that it was a torn Achilles. All right, Rangers beat the Astros last night, eight four in ten innings. Uh, Rangers come up with five runs in their half of the tenth. Astros countered with one in their half of the tenth. But Leody Traveras had a career high five runs uh, in terms of RBI, including a bases clearing double. Uh, in that 10th inning, uh, Marcus Simeon had a bases loaded sack fly to put the Rangers ahead 4-3 in the 10th. But that's the second time that the Rangers used have used a bases loaded double. This happened on a Sunday a couple of weeks ago um, to propel them to a victory. Yeah. I think it was against the Mariners a couple of weeks ago uh, in Seattle where they had a, a, a bases clearing double. It was a close game. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, what the heck happened there? Yeah. It is, uh, it's kind of strange that, <laughs> that you, uh, have these games that are, that are 10 innings and finish eight to four like right, that. No doubt. But, uh, anyway, I promise this isn't uh Browns radio, but I'm going to go back to the Cleveland Browns for my next one. Chuck, uh, the Cleveland Browns have announced that Watson, Deshaun Watson, despite all that's going on, will be the preseason starter in their opener against Jacksonville tomorrow. Goodness. So uh, Watson, through it all, is going to make that start in the preseason game tomorrow. Not sure how much he'll actually play beyond that. Roger Goodell uh, told reporters Tuesday that uh, his behavior is egregious and predatory and that he should have at least a season-long suspension. The NFL is appealing his six-game suspension. What's your take? What do you think he gets? Ten. They were trying to settle with him, but he wouldn't settle. So it was either he was, I guess, all in for uh, a full one year or or nothing. Uh, The six games uh, would have been the nothing. Um, And there's no fine with the six games. I think they want to fine him, too, because he's only going to lose – like three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, not yeah. much. Yeah, if it's six games, it's not much. Yeah, he's got like what forty-two million of his contract guaranteed, and three hundred thousand is what he's losing. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, Notre Dame athletic director Jack Swarbrick says that guy says the Big Ten deal with NBC is perfect for the Fighting Irish. He had a uh, live chat on uh, Wednesday with Notre Dame alumni. Um. And basically, kind of how these new rights and all this kind of stuff could affect uh, Notre Dame in terms of going to a conference. Now, Notre Dame, if they wanted to go to a conference, they'd have to break up first with the ACC. Mm-hmm. They are obligated to them through like 2036. 
He said, uh, with regard to NBC, we need NBC to have more college football, to be more effective, uh, to promote our games, and to talk about our games, and to have NBC seen in that light. So that was great for us. NBC got a big piece of that. Um, he said, the Big Ten adding Southern Cal and UCLA and the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma in 2025 have only strengthened Notre Dame's position as a college football independent. So he views that as a positive. There had been some speculation that Notre Dame may be in a position where it would be better for them to get into a conference. Uh, $75 million a year, there was an article that I read a few days ago, was if they, could, if they can't get to 75, then going to a conference would be the better deal for them because just of the of the money disparity that's going to be with the with the Big Ten schools. Big, Big Ten and, and SEC both sitting around $100 million in the future at least yeah. per year, so... Yeah, you'd think they got to get at least to that seventy-five number. Big Twelve's at like thirty-five per no, school. No, uh, thirty-six. Projected, I think is what they got. Project. Oh, right now. Yeah, 30, uh, forty. I think forty. Right under forty. Um, projected to be somewhere in the fifty range. So half of what the big the big boys are getting. Pac-12 is <laughs> the reported offer that came out for the Pac-12 was twenty-five million from ESPN, mm. which is. Crazy, crazy low. Um, one more for you, Chuck. Field of Dreams game is tonight. Mm -hmm. Cubs and Reds will meet in Iowa. I just don't know how this is going to live up to last year. Last year. I, and last year, the production of it was just amazing. Plus, you got the there was a walk-off home run at the end, right. all of that, hitting it into the corn. It's It was pretty awesome to – to witness that last year um but kevin costner everything that they brought in walking out of the corn onto yeah. the field it was such a cool game um i'm curious if they're able to recreate that yeah yeah how much of it they no can doubt. recreate. and that is the boom 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 this morning on lubbock sports station double t 97.3 um have you ever taken whether as a kid or your kids on any kind of a group stadium tour or anything along those lines Groups. Uh, yeah, I I took a tour in high school when I was in Boston of Fenway Park. Okay. Um, the other day, uh, yesterday as a matter of fact, uh, 20 kids as part of the Washington County Boys and Girls Club took mm -hmm. a tour of Lambeau Field. That's okay? cool. Yeah. Uh, part of the tour uh, includes the locker room, but... The Packer players uh, are using the locker room right now, so tours are not allowed. Instead, they have this huge panoramic picture, massive, of the locker room that is in the tunnel before they go out on the field. Okay? Okay. Uh, players use this route to go in and out of the locker room, so sometimes fans get to see their favorite stars. So Aaron Rodgers yesterday saw the group and became a part of the group and when they stopped to take a picture rogers who was just leaving the actual locker room stopped behind him and said does anyone know which locker is aaron rogers and the kids realized it was him and then they got really excited that's cool. so apparently he took time to greet the kids and took a big group picture and they had a bunch of high fives so good for him i mean he's a nut job but that doesn't mean he's a bad guy I, right. Yeah, it seems like every other day Aaron Rodgers is doing something like this or he's mm -hmm. doing something far on the other side and it's just 
How jealous were you of Aaron Rodgers for pulling off the Nick Cage from uh, Con Air look? That was pretty sweet. I was I was a fan. Did you see it? Uh huh. When he walked yeah. up to uh, spring, whatever, what do they call it? Training camp. Training camp. There we go. <laughs> what did it say? Spring training. Yeah, training. Brain camp. doesn't work all all the way this early. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I liked the Con Air look. It was pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. But he has a nut job. But I mean, it's good for him to. Yeah. Good for him to kind of to do that and be seen as real. Right? I yeah, that's the thing is I would rather guys be real and own who they are. I don't like when guys are fake and act like they know everything about everything. Mm-hmm. Like some athletes out there will like or just to, people to give, in general. Yeah. give an expert opinion on every single mm-hmm. thing out there. But um, if he's just all about this is me, this is who I am. That's fine. Aaron Rodgers, I don't care for the guy that much. Wouldn't be a huge fan if he came to my team besides, you know, oh. the actual play. Oh, yeah, I would. <laughs> besides the actual play. That'd be enough. But, yeah. But I, I like that he owns who he is and doesn't take nothing from no one. Clearly. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. On the Morning Drive, nice to have you with us with uh, Choice Woodman is in for Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Nice to have you with us. We come to you from the First United Bank Double T 97.3 studios. It's Thursday. So last weekend without school on your back Mm. is this weekend. That's right. So those of you that uh, are wanting to get out of town or... Do something. I mean, mm. at any rate, you know, it all begins what the seventeenth. So, you but, got, but you got to meet the teacher, and I mean, probably for your wife, Monday morning is it's back to the grind, right? Oh, she's already been back all week. She has. Okay, yeah, they started this past Monday. So, okay, yeah, I think I have something scheduled from now until December every single. Every single weekend from you do every yeah. single weekend from now until December now, so. including this weekend or is this weekend? Free? Yeah, no, this weekend uh, was a golf tournament involved. Oh well, okay, but no, something is on the schedule. No, Some, not all work related. It's not a work. A good chunk of it is, but okay. no, it's all right. So it's uh, it's this um, this uh, from Sonia. She is uh, our runaway bay gal. Uh, used to live here and now mm-hmm. uh, is uh, in Runaway Bay. Uh, she said, good morning. Still listening. Ready for basketball talk. How about some rock and roll this morning? Okay, time to wake up the neighbors. Okay. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can just wake up the neighbors with some uh, basketball talk. That'll work. Uh, football talk as well. The Red Raiders are off today, but they will uh, be back at it tomorrow. They scrimmage on Saturday. That is not open to the public, uh, nor the medium. And... Uh, Basically, what they're trying to do is determine, you know, who's going to start at what position. Not just not just quarterback, but other spots uh, presumably are open as well. Anytime you have a new coach and a new staff, uh, basically everybody gets a, a reset, a redo. Kind of like when you bring in a new person to your company that's going to be in charge. Everybody kind of gets uh, a little bit of a, okay, the past is past. The, we're moving forward. We've got a new history. We've got a new way of looking at things. And... Um, We'll see what happens. Uh, at practice yesterday, um, 
Coach McGuire, uh, his uh, his high school radio team was there. I had a chance to meet those guys. They were really, really nice guys. Yeah. Father and son team uh, from Cedar Hill. Uh, the the dad's a year older than me, and he it's cool. He works for uh, uh, works for Pepsi there in uh, Plano, and uh, it's a labor of love for them to do the high school games sure. together. So, um, but spoke glowingly of uh, of Coach McGuire as, as one would guess. But I mean, he's not been at Cedar Hill for a number of years because of his time at Baylor, and so it speaks highly of those guys, uh, and and two of Coach McGuire, not forgetting where he's from. And I don't, I don't think anybody gets that impression. Uh, I told him, I said, man, I said, I said, I think, and I, I'd like your opinion on this choice. I think going into a season, mm-hmm. this is as fired up as anybody a fan base has been, as as far back as I can remember. Even going into '09, that the, yeah. the fan base wasn't necessarily that fired up because you're coming off the '08 season, which ended. Yeah, disappointingly with thud. with back to back losses, you know Oklahoma and then losing in the Cotton Bowl. wasn't back to back. You beat Baylor. I forget there was a Baylor in between. Uh, Baylor but we forget that Baylor game because you could have lost that one. Yeah, you pretty bad. You were, you were down big at the half. Yeah, probably should have lost that one. Probably should have lost. Um, that's the only game I didn't go to at home that, that I went year. to that game and I remember. There might have been fifty people in the stands. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't wasn't a big number in in the stands. And it was I also I think, Thanksgiving I had weekend. T- I want to say I had to take SATs or ACTs that weekend. I, think I, just, remember, I, I just remember, I just remember being a morgue, and you could hear a pin drop, and then, yeah. and then basically the team exploded in Survived. the second half. So, um, I would say if you're putting the as as excited, that's fair, because there was a lot of hype and excitement around this team in 2013. Remember when going into when Coach Cliff Kingsbury's first, first that year. was that was the revival of the fan base. No um, so I'd say that that's probably. I mean, that's still. Nine years ago. So sure. That's, so in terms of going into a season, you have to look at least that far back, and then and then there's, and then maybe coming off of uh, of the bowl win. Yeah, but it's still there was still the disappointment of losing five in a row to get to that bowl game. Yeah. Yes, you felt good coming mm-hmm. off the bowl win. You beat a ranked Arizona State team. It mm-hmm. was it was good. But I think in terms of just pure off season momentum. You haven't had any like this since hiring the the prodigal son Cliff Kingsbury away from A and And I would say that you know the the height of that excitement for Coach Kingsbury was, you know, the the night that they hired him and then what took place at Memorial Circle and then the yep. the yep. press conference and, all of it together and yep. then and the, but then once you got to this point there was some doubt about about it sure uh, about because he'd never been a head coach before and no, you I, wondered about the recruiting aspect of it and you. But I mean, like you said, you got off to a seven and zero start. I was at that Oklahoma game. Um, yeah, I in was Norm- too. In Norman, we sat. In you the- didn't. You didn't ride with us in the car to get to that game. I remember that. Uh, it was my <laughs> wife and I were going. I thought you flew in the jet with the the big boss. Not to that one. No, not that one. Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. No. You I'm- sure. Yes. Okay. I'm very aware of where <laughs> I was and who I was with. It was with my wife <laughs> in the South End Zone there at. Uh, okay. In Norman. Yeah, that was the trip that Jamie, Rob, Verby, and I made. Oh, and Verby <laughs> ate all the brownies. Verby ate the brownies and drank the Mountain Dew and went nuts. I and, mean, that was Jamie, hyper Verby. Yeah. Anyway, the bottom line. Yeah. The bottom line is, I think he could have won that game too. I think you're as excited. Yes. And the thing Jace that, Morrow doesn't fumble if you don't get 
the worst pe- offensive pass interference call in the well, world against and, Jakeem and, Grant. There's and, a few and, ifs in and that then, game. And then, and then you you do give up a big play defensively yeah. Yeah. on a third and what fourteen or something like that. And I, I I just I still have this memory of Coach Kingsbury calling timeout, and I think it was Trey Haverty that that went out on the field and pointed to a spot. Okay, because mm-hmm. because. We're sitting in the south end zone, and that's where Oklahoma was coming to us. And and he points to a spot. <laughs> uh-huh. And basically it was like, you got to defend this guy, okay, yeah. specifically. And they don't, they're don't; they not able to execute it, and mm-hmm. Oklahoma goes on to win the game. Yeah. So, but I, I do agree with that. Um, you, you haven't had this kind of hype and, and buzz in your fan base in, in a long, long time, at least nine years. And uh, – and part of it is just the sheer energy level Coach McGuire has, yep. but the recruiting too. Sure, I mean that that's mattered. Mm-hmm. Where at one point you were number two or number one in the recruiting rankings, we knew that wouldn't last, but you're still sitting top twenty right now when it comes to recruiting rankings for next year's class. There's a ton of momentum in that on that front, and it's just there's a difference between Coach McGuire. When he says he's truly blessed, you can you can tell well, how emotion. genuine no he yeah. is. You can yeah. tell how genuine he is when he says he loves being here, when he loves Lubbock. Mm-hmm. You had a, a snaky guy that coached basketball for you recently that fooled a lot of people into saying this is his home. Yeah. But there's a difference even in in the uh, demeanor and and when Coach McGuire says, "Well, it. let's all be honest with regard to Chris Beard, if if if, oh, if, I, if, yeah. if anybody had said when when he landed, okay, people poo pooed the fact that he said that we're going to play on a Monday night, okay, and five years later we played on a Monday night, sure. And if anybody had said, this is what here's what your lot in life is, take it over in a heartbeat. Yes, yep. yes, so, agreed. I hundred percent doesn't make anything else." different either no it doesn't it's just you know it's just still a snake and one that you want to beat every single time i don't know i don't know about snake i i Mm. i I don't know i don't know about snake i'll just say this deceitful Uh, he cut and ran okay there's no question about it but and you went to the one place you can't go he and tubby smith helped put your basketball program on the map big plays and even bigger laps this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. 8.15 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Nice to have you with us this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Nice to have you with us this morning. Uh, somebody wants to know if uh, your wife's ready for Hax's son. <laughs> Does anybody, anything get you ready for that? I, I don't no, know. I'm just kidding. Hax claims... His son is a great student. Uh-huh. We're going to find out. But he also claims he's a big-time talker. Oh, how does that go with Mrs. Woodman? Well, I mean, that's half of being a student, right? What so grade you does she teach? Fifth grade. Fifth grade. So she'll, she's not uh, a mean teacher, but mm-hmm. she'll she'll set the kids in line. Okay. So, I mean, she's been doing this for... Long uh, time? 12, 12 years now? Yeah. Do, yeah, something like that. Does she like the fifth grade, or would she like to? She didn't think she would initially. Uh-huh. But she loves it. I think okay. it's her favorite that she's okay. taught. She's taught. She, does she do some kindergarten grades. too? Right? No, uh, second's the lowest she's gone. Second. Second. Okay. 
third. I don't know. Okay. I bet I they can't remember. Do the fifth graders like her? I mean, does she get along with them well? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I think so. Good reviews from the principal and stuff like that. My, to my knowledge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. One final football question for you. Okay. Are you, are you, uh, are you six or more or are you less than six? I'm six or more at this point. Um, okay. I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Okay. I just look at the, 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 the two things I'm factoring in the most are, man, this is a tough schedule or you have a tough stretch in your schedule. Mm-hmm. It does get better towards the end, which gives you mom- opportunity for momentum. But I also look at the roster, and I look at all of these players. While so much of it is in this, this category of the unknown where we, we call it potential, mm-hmm. you have a lot of talent on this roster. I mean, this is a great defensive backfield. Your your linebackers are in question because you've lost a good chunk there. It's hard to replace Colin Schooler, hard to replace Rico Jeffers, but um, they seem to be fairly confident in what you've got there. Uh, quarterbacks, I feel like somewhere in the season, if the, if it doesn't start well, you're going to get to a good place at quarterback. But you've predicted that the, your starter will be the same starter all 12 games. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we keep score around here. I thought, <laughs> right. I thought we'd just get to throw things saying, against choice. the wall. And unlike see some what programs, <sighs> unlike some Dang. programs in this building, we remember things. No, we, I do. We, I like envelopes yeah. and conversations my, and bets. Of my five predictions, I think that is the least likely okay. of them to come true. Too. Of of those five that yeah. I I put forth. Um. So quarterback, feel good about. Running back, feel good about. Your biggest question marks. I know people talk about the receivers. and like, man, you only have Miles Price with real production. Real, the only guy. But, man, you've got some some big bodies and a lot of options. You even added at inside uh, Xavier White coming over, Shadarius Townsend coming over, those two guys going to more natural positions for them. I feel Completely fine at receiver. Plus, oh. any times we've questioned it in the past, it seems like it's worked out at receiver. Okay, so just overall, and then I'm going to move to basketball. Yeah. Do you feel better about offense or defense? Overall. Just a few. I think you're more proven on defense. Yeah, I do too. I think you are. Um, if you can grasp any sort of momentum of heading in the right direction for really the last couple of seasons on defense – you you exclude two games last year. You had a good defensive year, but those two games were awful, mm-hmm. awful. The Texas game and the TCU game were atrocious when it came to stopping the run. Every other game, you were a top sixty defense when it came to stopping the run. So, I think I my confidence lies a little bit more with the defense because there's still unknowns at quarterback, still unknowns at receiver. And then the biggest question mark position has been for almost what seven years now is offensive line, and yeah, and that, that that group. That's where I get nervous. Hopefully, it's more figured out, but it still feels like there's some shuffling going on, working through injuries, figuring out who's going to be where. But it does seem like you've got at least a little bit more on the front line there, mm-hmm. if you can stay healthy and not have to get to those those second options on the offensive line. All right, 8.20 this morning on the morning drive. If you have a thought on 
that thought on football. Hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. All right, basketball. Uh, AJ did the heavy lifting on this, asking for uh, basically a Freedom of Information Act, open records mm-hmm. request on contracts or uh, non-conference games. You know, the I I just it's it's crazy when you think about it. Sometimes of how long it takes the Big Twelve to put out a basketball schedule compared to a football schedule. And the other thing is, is that you think about you think about um, how long it takes. You know how many years out you've got your non-conference football schedule set, and yep. you're not you're not in that spot with basketball. It, yeah. it's just, so, so it's just it's not even it's close. Year, yeah, it's year to year, and and in a lot of cases you'll have uh, like Mark Adams when he was Chris Beard's assistant, he he did the bulk of the work on on you know the scheduling and, and making arrangements for. Yeah, the he schedule. definitely did that for for Tubby too, and, yeah. and for Coach Coach Smith when he was basically the director of basketball operations. So. You know, it's at the football level, it's probably done by the athletic director in conjunction with others on the support staff. But, sure. I mean, those are big numbers. Um, and so anyway, so it, for whatever reason, the the Big 12 takes forever to announce when the basketball schedule is. I mean, I know it feels like it feels like we should already know, and it's only August. I get it, but it just feels like basketball is just right around the corner. Mm-hmm. So the men will open up with Northwestern State, okay, and uh, that will be on November the 7th. Then on November the 10th, they take on Texas Southern. The 14th is Louisiana Tech. Then they go to Hawaii and play in the Maui Invitational. The Louisiana Tech game real quick. That, that'll that be a former Red Raider coach coming back, Talvin that's, Hester. That's true. So that's that, exactly right. Yep. Uh, so you'll have, you'll have uh, then you'll go to Maui and play Creighton. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Louisville or Arkansas, depending on if you win or lose over Creighton. Yep. And then you would... Also play potentially Ohio State, San Diego State, Cincinnati, or Arizona there as well. Is there one that attracts you more than? The one game that attracts me the most, and I think Jamie's with me on this, is the November 30th game with Georgetown just to see Patrick Ewing in the Yeah, building. I think that that should be fun. Um, Georgetown has been awful oh, I know. under Patrick I, Ewing. I know. But, I know. but if you listen to the, the people who are supposed to know things, uh, apparently they had a really, really good off season when it came to the transfer portal. So maybe, maybe they'll come in and actually give you a decent matchup. But they've been dead last in the Big East for a little bit. I mean, you know, you you kind of look at some defining. Grandpa. You look at some defining moments in college basketball mm-hmm. over the years. I mean, certainly, certainly the uh, Bird Magic uh, matchup. You know, Indiana State, Michigan State with. Michigan State winning and in '79, that's a, that was a big matchup. You you certainly look at um, you know the Indiana you know Bob Knight games, especially in '81. Yep. Um, then you look at '83 uh, and what happened with North Carolina State beating Houston um, in at the pit. Uh, but then in '84 and '85, you see this kind of change in basketball in terms of. For one, in '85, you went to a 64-team tournament, okay, mm-hmm. and so that was that was a major, gigantic shift. Did Carolina win it in '85? No, Georgetown did. Georgetown won. Okay. Carolina won in '84. '84. That's right. Um, and you know, Georgetown played in back-to-back championship games, '84 yeah. and '85, and they blew it in '84, and then because the pass that goes to Worthy and Worthy hits the layup, and they yeah they win the game. They're, Georgetown's playing for the last shot. Um, and then 
and then uh, and then you have the evolution of the three point play and the, mm-hmm. the shot clock that come after that. But really, for for me, the, the physical because because Georgetown and what they brought was just a completely different brand of basketball, and you'd never heard of them until Patrick Ewing went there and just kind of his physical presence. They they didn't they didn't play with a smile on their face. Uh, they were coached by John Thompson, <clears throat> and they were physical. And basketball teams just weren't used to that. Yep. And so it just it just totally changed the dynamic of uh, of college basketball. So so this year's Georgetown matchup, who is this more of a revenge game for? Texas Tech finally getting uh, revenge on Allen Iverson yeah. loss, or uh, them revenge for us for taking Mac McClung from him. Oh, they 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 probably think more about Mac McClung than they do about than we do about Allen Iverson. I don't know that mm. one lives. It does. I mean, that was a really special team. I know they they derailed an amazing season for no, you. No, no doubt. And AI was unbeatable then. He he was he he was. There's no no doubt about it. But I mean that unfortunately it was a long time ago. Yep, it All was. Right. 825 this morning. You've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973.com.